This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio, where we talk about leadership in the persecuted church internationally. I'm your host, Mark Stafford, and today I'm here with Russell Stendhal. Russell Stendhal is a missionary in Latin America, and he's the director of SOM International in Latin America. Now, Russell, there is a great deal of uh, political and economic chaos happening specifically in Colombia and Venezuela. We've been hearing this on the news. What I want you to talk about is how exactly does this upheaval in the government uh, impact the church specifically? Well, it can go both ways. You know, the upheaval can be um, a bad thing, and normally we would think of it as a bad thing if, uh, you know, basic infrastructure starts to collapse and, and, uh, you know, the economics goes sour and even, you know, food becomes scarce. And this... Um, is happening in a number of countries today. But uh, if we look at it from a different angle, it's when people are desperate, when the world as they know it has collapsed, that's when they're very prone to turn to the Lord. Hmm. And so uh, there's a huge revival going on in Venezuela right now. And part of the reason is, uh, even to survive physically and naturally, um, the, the the people are turning to the Lord hmm. as, as the only... Uh, real help that they can uh, focus on and um, and God is responding and there's a huge revival so there's huge opportunities for the gospel because of the unrest right now yes and more so than if it wasn't there and of course you know these things tend to cycle and uh, you know eventually some semblance of order and prosperity will be restored and then it remains to be seen who remains faithful to the Lord when that happens Mm -hmm. because then that's a whole other cycle and in Colombia we've been through a number of these cycles particularly in the rural areas oscillating from one extreme to the other well, if you haven't already done so, um, we would encourage you to go to atriskradio.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Now, every month we put out a newsletter that has stories from all over the persecuted church, or as we like to call, the church at risk. One of those stories that came out showed a, a picture of uh, you and your team handing out Bibles at the Venezuelan border. And uh, tell us a little bit about how your distribution of Bibles is impacting the revival in the area. Well, it has a huge impact, especially like if you uh, consider that some of these churches didn't have Bibles, not even one Bible for the whole church. And uh, when they get even one Bible, then they start writing Bible verses on the blackboard and everybody starts copying them down. And um, it, it has a... A tremendous effect. Sometimes a, an individual can be key. Like um, some of our materials have been distributed on occasion to individuals that turned out to be very important. Like um, a, a person was in uh, uh, a diplomat in a in a certain country and um, became a Christian. So and then how, went back how did that to, impact? Yeah, when he became when he became a Christian, he got a Bible. How did that change him? Well, he went back and ran for governor in his home state and won. And then when, when he was governor, then that would create more opportunities for him to well, share yeah, the gospel? Then he found that there was a whole chain of community radio stations in his state that had fallen into disrepair because no one had followed up and no maintenance had been done. So um, he um, 
found uh, the right person and had that person um, start putting these stations back on the air uh, with our Christian programming. So now, because one person received a Bible, you have thousands who are being reached with Christian broadcasting. Christian broadcasting. And, and then that all starts to feed into revival again. Yeah, the, the, the state legislature is opened up you know, to the Bible. And how, all the, how is that? How is that an impact? Like, the politicians what? that normally would have been fighting among themselves, they all stopped, and they all each received a Bible, and um, and they all started praying, and and and, and uh, they gave us a couple hours to preach, and uh, when I showed somebody the the picture, they said, "What church is that?" I said, "No, that's the state legislature." So revival is, is reaching out to the yes. very highest levels of government. Yes. And we all see that revival is getting out to the people that when they receive a $20 Bible, yeah. that's hugely valuable to them. Yes. Um, you know, it's something that they could never aspire to obtain um, even, you know, if they saved up all their wages for a long time. How much money do people typically make in a place like Venezuela? The, the average wage is under $5 U.S. $5 a, a month a month U.S. So to think about what it would take to buy a $20 Bible. Huh. Yeah, no, just not within the realm of possibility. Not even in the realm of possibility. And so when they're handed a beautiful leather-bound Jubilee Bible, and I've seen these pictures, yeah. just the look on their face, it's like you just handed them a brand new car. Yeah, if they um, you know, know that we're going to come and distribute Bibles to their church or to their workplace, they will normally put on their very best clothes to come and receive their Bible. They're excited. Very excited. And then they read that Bible cover to cover. And they'll have a big celebration, too, once they get the Bible. And you've been a part of some of these celebrations. Oh, yeah. Well, it's exciting to hear what the Lord is doing in places where there is tremendous unrest, but how even these dire political circumstances are making a way, paving a way for the gospel and uh, making it possible for revival to happen. So when we get back, we'll we'll be connecting with David Witt and talk about how you can get involved in getting Bibles into places like Venezuela and Colombia and beyond. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. David, right now, there's unrest in Latin America, plus we see additionally this outbreak of COVID-19. So what opportunities do you see for the gospel during these very troubled times? Yeah, Mark, it's always great to be together and talk about what God's doing. And it was just such an encouraging report and enlightening with Russell talking about the social unrest um, and how people with the economic, I guess, devastation, is the best way to describe it in Venezuela, how they're turning to the Lord. It has turned into a revival and how we discovered such a lack of Bible access, 
underserved, uh, unreached in that way. And we can't get enough Bibles in there. And I loved it how uh, Russell talked about those who are, when they hear Bible, uh, Bible distributions going on, they dress up in their best suits and they get the Bibles and they have a celebration. And what a great picture that is, is the revival of the spirit and the soul for the important things and the priorities of life. I think of Ezra, you know, Mark, uh, you know, how Ezra read the word of God and it was mixed with crying and rejoicing. And there was such a revival and, and how the word of God could bring a profound revival among people. And, and so now we're, we're in the season of COVID. Here we are online. And it's only devastation more to the social fabric of Venezuela. I mean, they were dependent upon uh, uh, oil, Mark. And, you know, right, where, where is that oil line now? I think the last I saw was just about $40 a barrel. I, it got down to below $20 a barrel. Uh, well, they were operating their, their whole country up $100 a barrel. And, and so there's just no margin. There's nothing left. And this has only made the people more desperate and increasing the desire for the word of God. And so that's what works about what we're praying for. We're inviting people to be a part. Mm -hmm. Now, we've literally have, have had people ask us, I'm just going to be blunt about it, David. They've said, they've said to us, okay, so these people, they're out of money. They don't have any food. Uh, some of them don't have clean water. Why are you giving them Bibles. Why aren't you giving them food instead of Bibles? It's a good question and maybe one that we need to address. Yeah, that's a great question. And it needs to ultimately be both. And it's certainly we have given humanitarian and you know physical support as we can. But if we have to choose between the two, Mark, I tell people all the time, we're going to choose the word of God. And I say, and this is the reason why. Because the word of God will not return void. It is eternal. Uh, you know, it's the difference. I say, would you rather give me, uh, would you rather have me give you a loaf of bread today or introduce you to the bread maker? <laughs> right? And That's right. Jesus is the life. He's the bread maker. And we know that God provides supernaturally. And when people begin to think different, think clear, uh, and, and, and have hope, they can begin to build a you know, a system in a life that is giving of life, of, of giving wisdom of provision, how to get daily provision. It's the difference, again, between the fish and the fishing pole. And we don't know how long this window is going to be open, uh, but we know that if we give the word of God, leave it there, that's going to impact generations on. And so that's why our emphasis is there, that we can bring a transformation to that society that they could truly be, you know, make the spiritual groundwork a place where God could pour out his blessing and bring a change to that whole situation. Well, you, uh, tell us a little bit, David, about um, what you're doing with Bibles for Venezuela. There's a huge vision for what is uh, what we're trying to do there. What's the need for people getting the word of God? And what are we doing to meet those needs right now? Yeah, well, thanks, Mark. I point to that. And I want to invite all the listening audience to, number one, join us in prayer because, you know, we, we're trying about that at times, but I could tell so many stories of just how prayer works. I mean, one police officer has been praying for his nation, even talked about uh, he, he was a Christian and is a Christian. We gave him a Bible, receiving it with tears of joy. And he shared with us that God put upon his heart the great difficulty was he had come to Venezuela 
then even more great difficulty, followed by a general distribution of Bibles and revival. So we were really encouraged by hearing that, and that's exactly what's happening. And so that there's prayer, you know, making a pathway for that. And then uh, we invite people to, to, you know, as God puts it in their heart as they can, to, to give towards these Bibles. There's $2 we ask for a New Testament, uh, $7 for a whole study Bible. It's a leather cover. It's really nice paper. It's going to last for years. And, you know, you think about if you give a, per, a Bible to a person in the United States, I mean, it's, oh, that feels good and that's great, but they could go to Walmart. They could get one. Um, you know, different stores. They can uh, order it online. Well, you literally can't do that in Venezuela. I mean, there you can't go to any store and get a Bible. They're just there. There's a shortage. They're not there. And so when you come beside and partner with us to distribute a Bible, uh, that's a uh, that's an immediate impact to dozens of people, family members who are going to read it in their household and generations to come. Uh, so it's the biggest bang for your buck. And we invite people to go to the at-risk radio, uh, read more about it, and consider, uh, you know, joining us with that. And we'd love to send you a Jubilee English Bible, too. It's leather-covered and personalized and uh, just to bless you back. Uh, so that's an offer I certainly want to throw out there. And David, tell us a little bit about your bookstore online. Your bookstore has resources for any donation? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah you know, we're unusual ministry, Mark, we do absolutely everything by donation only. We as freely receive, freely give. So we want to distribute and share all the things that God's given to us, and we want to invite others to do the same. And so all our books online are listed at donation only, and uh, so we don't have a price on those. We just want people to contribute towards those books. All the uh, money given for those books, of course, goes for the international work, and hopefully those books will encourage people. And the Jubilee Bible is one of them uh, on there. And there's many, many other books uh, that people could get, especially during this season of COVID-19. Um, this time to read. So we invite you to get some books from us. We would love to share them. Well, to be kept up to date about what God's doing within the church at risk all over the world, go to atriskradio.com and sign up for the newsletter. I'm Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.